Hi, welcome to another episode of Stress Bucket Solutions. I cannot believe I'm on 138 episodes. Oh, I can talk, right? (laughs) Anyway, I hope you've been uh, keeping it solution focused this week by focusing on what you want, not what you don't want. By making sure you always think your glass is half full by focusing on your good things, even if they're really, really small. And I hope you've been doing your three Ps and getting good sleep as well. I hope you've been enjoying the podcast so far. I've certainly been enjoying recording it as well and getting the episodes out there. I've got a list of subjects to talk about now, thanks to quite a few people recently sending me in subject topics to talk about. Uh, If you've got something you'd like me to talk about, feel free to send me a message and I would be happy to do that. Today's uh, episode, I want to talk about the difference between what we do in our sessions and what we do in real life. What happens when you're not in a session with me? The reason I'm, I'm doing this is I got a message from one of my clients this week who is slowly emptying their stress bucket and is now getting a bit confused between toxic positivity and what we do in sessions. Now, they've asked some really valid questions. I mean, it's been amazing. They've asked really valid questions like, well, if, Jin, you're asking us always to think about what's been good and not think about the problem and focus on the solution, but how do I, I'm sure resilient people in life do not live their lives like this. You know, that sounds like toxic positivity. You're just keeping me on talking about good stuff, talking about good stuff, but I know I've got things going on in my life that I need to deal with. And the reason they're talking like this is because I think we're three or four sessions in now. They're talking like this now because they are starting to empty their stress bucket. It's a good sign. So in those first few sessions, I have asked them to just focus on the good things, to just tell me what's been good, not think about their anxiety and their anxious symptoms. And the reason for that is because when I first saw them, their stress bucket was overflowing and they'd lost control. I'm taking back control by saying, no, we're not going to do that anymore. We are not going to think about your anxiety. We are not going to think about all the things that are going wrong in life. We're just going to focus on the good things during our session. Now, during the week before they they see me or my clients, I ask them to make a note of their good things because I don't want them to feel under pressure when they come to a session to start remembering the good things. I'll say, look, to make it easier, why don't you start writing down a few good things every day? And then when you come to the session, you'll have a starting point. And what that'll do is it'll help you start refocusing on the good things. Now, as the stress buckets got emptier, we're now session four or five, I think. What we're doing now is now the questions are coming. Hang on a minute. I have got anxiety. Like what is going on here? But the symptoms are more under control. Now they don't feel they've lost so much control. They're a bit more in control. So they're now looking at their anxiety and their anxiety symptoms much more objectively the acceptance is starting to come in. They've got more headspace now to think clearly. Well, what sort of things trigger me? And they're even starting to think that, well, actually, that's a silly thing to trigger me. That is that is such a silly thing to trigger me. I, a lot of people, I'm sure, get nervous doing those sort of things, but I shouldn't be getting nervous. I enjoy that. That's not a problem. So can you see how what we do in sessions, especially those first few sessions, is not toxic positivity, but I do have to take control. I do have to get you to focus on the good. 
And what we're going to do now going forward in sessions uh, with this particular client, uh, and I do with a lot of my clients, is now say, yep, yeah. so I, I want to hear about the good things in a way that maybe you might start saying, well, you know, I had a bit of anxiety going into, for example, this exam, but I did really well, Jen. That's my good thing. I, I managed to stay in control. So what we're doing is we're creating a bit of space between you and your anxiety now or your anxiety symptoms. And this is what we do with the solution focus formula. Remember that solution focus formula. We first of all think step one, what's been good about your week so that we can get you into that intelligent brain. Then we scale where we are on a scale of zero to 10. Where, where do you feel you are? And just by moving one step up in a positive direction, what, what's that picture? Again, just keeping that small, but very detailed. So a small increase in your symptoms, uh, sorry, in your the way that you're feeling, that you're feeling a little bit better on the happiness scale. Get some detail into that picture because the subconscious loves detail. And then we relax. Now, that's what we do in that one hour session. When we finish the session, I do not expect you to do that all the time. It's actually quite tiring <laughs> to do that all the time. I don't expect you to go around thinking, oh, yes, everything's rainbows and unicorns and it's all lovely. And this is what's been good. There will be times during the week that you will be under pressure. Something negative will happen. Someone will say something negative. It will be totally out of your control. But because of the work we did during the session, you should be feeling mentally fitter to deal with it. That's the difference between what we do in sessions and what happens in your real life. It's very much like going to the gym. When you go to the gym, you're exercising muscles, right? You're exercising muscles and you get a little bit tired afterwards. You couldn't do those exercises every single day, all day. You'd be tired. But what you do start to notice is you're not so out of breath when you climb a couple of flights of stairs. You can run for the bus a little bit easier. Your movement is better. So it has this knock-on effect. It's not about staying absolutely fit and the same with the brain. It's not about staying absolutely solution-focused 100% all week. It's about that one hour's work that you've done with me should have some knock-on effects throughout the week. You're going to start feeling that you can handle your anxiety better. This is real life. Real life's going to come at you. So during our session, it's absolute brain training. That's the best way I can describe it for you, that it's a therapeutic way of helping you empty your stress bucket, refocus, look at the good things in life, look at moving in a positive direction, just taking some time to say, right, this is what I would like. And what we tend to find now halfway through sessions is acceptance starts to come about a little bit more. Acceptance is a huge part of the intelligent brain. You can start accepting that you have stress and strain in your life. This is what resilient people do. They accept the problems they have. But because they're in the intelligent brain, they're more creative with solutions. They've got more ideas of how to deal with it. They deal with it better in general. And they keep moving forward. They don't go into the primitive brain, which then completely consumes them with that anxiety, with that depression, with that fear, with the obsessional thoughts and behaviors, they stop catastrophizing. You know that we have got to stay in that intelligent brain. Now, when this becomes uh, a, a, another example of when this becomes really evident is I, 
I, help, I talk to a lot of either new graduates or university students. So they're, they're probably the youngest demographic I deal with. I don't tend to work with children or teenagers that much at all, but sort of 19, 20, year, 21 year olds and then new graduates. And what their issues in life tend to be things like, I'm really worried about my exams. I've fallen out with a friend here as well. Maybe I've had a relationship breakup as well. Uh, and I'm really concerned about my future. Now, as grown-ups, if you're my age, and or as grown-ups who are away from that, we know that life is not linear. What tends to happen with new graduates, they feel they need to tick every single box and they need to have an empty stress bucket all the time and they should be happy all of the time. Now, as grown-ups, we know that this is this is life, right? We're going to go through breakups. We're going to fall out with friends. We are going to be under stress in our work and our career path. We're going to be concerned about bills and money. These are normal things that happen in life. To feel that that is all fixed and all perfect that isn't what solution-focused work is about. Solution-focused work is to get you into the intelligent brain so you can deal with life's challenges. You know, bereavement is another example. We are going to have people in our life that will die. That is going to happen. That is a fact of life. But knowing how to deal with bereavement, knowing how to grieve properly, to keep moving forward, to keep looking after ourselves and our family otherwise, that's really important. That's what resilient people do. So if you have ever worked with me, if you're thinking of working with me, if you are working with me right now, please don't think that the way we work in sessions is the way you need to be all of the time. It would be really good. What I want you to do is to implement it some of the time. But the brain will not work like that all of the time. You would be absolutely exhausted. What we need to do is empty the stress bucket so that you can have that mental clarity, that objectivity of the intelligent brain to look at everything realistically, to have some acceptance around what is going on in your life and the issues of your life. This isn't toxic positivity. Toxic positivity is when you're just imagining everything's all perfect when it really isn't. The first few sessions, yes, might feel like that. That's all I keep talking about, the positive things. And we're not talking about the anxiety. But once you feel your anxiety symptoms come down, you'll start to understand why. Because that's the bit that works. Your anxiety starts to come down. You can start looking at things much more objectively. So don't forget the solution-focused formula, the four steps, what's been good, scaling, getting the doing picture nice and detailed, and then relaxing. And remember, what we're doing is we're getting you back into that intelligent brain. I don't expect everything to change in an hour's session with me. Your life's not going to change in that way, that you're still going to have the issues in your life, but you will be able to face them from your intelligent brain with acceptance, being objective, being really creative to come up with solutions, and to have more headspace to think clearly. So just like going to the gym, you gonna, you're going to feel the effects functionally in your week, but I don't expect you to put that much effort in during the week. The effort comes in the sessions. That's when I'll make you work hard. I hope this episode helps you understand what goes on in solution-focused sessions, and I hope it helps you understand the solution-focused process. 
sometimes I, you know, I'll get comments from people or I've heard people say, oh, Jin, she's just too positive all the time. I'm not. I guarantee you I'm not positive all the time. I wouldn't be human if I, I wasn't positive all the time. That's just not possible. What I do know is when I feel negative or I have anxious thoughts or if I'm angry about something, I'm still in control. I am very much in control of those emotions. I know exactly what's going on so I can still communicate clearly. I can still function well. I can still carry on with my day. It doesn't overtake my life and everything that I enjoy doing as well. When your anxiety symptoms, when your primitive brain starts encroaching onto your everyday life, that you stop doing those things that you know you would enjoy doing, it stops you being the best you can be. That is the time to get help. It's really, really important. So the session, what we do in the session versus what happens in real life is very different. It's not toxic positivity and I would not expect you to start thinking like that. Uh, at all. But what we are doing is training your brain to get more perspective, to start dealing with life's challenges in a very intelligent, creative, realistic way as well, accepting what's going on. I'll leave this one here for today, a little bit of a short one. Otherwise, I'm going to start rambling and repeating myself. So I hope that helps you or someone you know. If you think someone you know might benefit from hearing this, please just forward them on just this episode. If you've got time, I'd really appreciate a review. But otherwise, you can find out loads more about me on my website, ginlally.com. I'm over the social media and everything as well. But if you're just listening to this podcast and that's all you need to do, if I'm helping you, I feel like I'm doing a good job. I'd be really pleased with that. Until next time, take care. Keep a note of your good things, but try and keep it intelligent and rational as well, knowing that life is here to challenge us as well. But we can deal with those challenges if we stay in the intelligent brain. Until next time, take care. Bye for now.